Hi guys, welcome back to the Mel K Show. I'm very excited today. I have my friend here, April Moss. If you don't know who April Moss is, she's a hero of mine and she will soon be a hero of yours. She is one of the only mainstream media journalists out there who saw a lot of um, misinformation, disinformation, censorship, and she decided to do something about it. She teamed up with our, our, one of our favorites, uh, Project Veritas. And uh, she has turned uh, turned the big lights on on media and come out swinging. And she's really making a big difference and has inspired many other people. And I'm very excited to have you here, April. Thank you so much for coming. Mel, it is such an honor to be on your show. Thank you so much for the invite today. I'm, I'm so happy to be able to speak to your audience. Oh, that's so great. I was so excited when I met you in Grand, uh, Grand Rapids. Because we were both like, oh my God, I love you. Oh my God, I love yes. you. Yes, <laughs> it was a big love fest. Yeah, it was what? like family reunion. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know, I, so I talked to you a little and I've talked to my audience. I started out in news. I actually, when I was still at NYU, I went for journalism um, and I interned at CNN and I interned at Good Morning America and all these. That was really the path I initially wow. thought I'd go on before film. So I know what it takes to get it's years and years. So tell me a little bit about you and how you ended up um, as uh, where you were when you finally uh, stepped out and got um, in touch with Project Veritas. Yeah, so I was a journalist and uh, meteorologist at the CBS affiliate here in Detroit, CBS 62, and um, for nine years and loved being a meteorologist, especially with, you know, not having to cover, you know, stories I didn't want to cover as right. a conservative, you know, very much closet conservative, I would say for all of pretty much all of those nine years until COVID hit. And I had just had enough. And I, I began to start to see that not only were we were, I mean, I always knew that CBS slanted left. Right. But, but because I was just doing the weather, it didn't really quite affect me. And then I began hosting a community um, connect show that basically airs on the weekends. And it's, you know, involving political figures here in Metro Detroit. And of course, with COVID, that politicized everything, you know, no longer could you, you know, it's just invaded every, every area of our life. So uh, it was during those experiences of covering some um, stories and and really waking up to the fact that wait a second why why are my fellow colleagues in journalism not reporting on the therapeutics and all of these other things and why are they continuously pushing fear and um, I got to the point where I was just like, I can't have my name on anything that this station is putting out because they're refusing to actually bring people the truth, truthful information. Um, It was just a a continuous, like disgusting cycle of whatever CBS national was putting out there was that's the narrative we have to stick to. And so Things came to a head. And for those of you who haven't had a chance to hear my full story, it's on YouTube on the Project Veritas channel. And I I speak with James O'Keefe about the whole process. I share a lot about the fake news and uh, talk about some instances where I interviewed Gail King and asked her specifically about fake news. So if you haven't had a chance to check it out, it's it's noteworthy. Put a link in the the description too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, and then so it, basically, uh, what what really came down to it for me was that um, when I blew the whistle on CBS, this was right before all of the corporations began to mandate the vaccines. But I knew through company emails that this is exactly where they were going. It was just going to be this very gentle tiptoeing process of well, we just need you to keep testing and masking, even though the governor has dropped, you know, all of the COVID policies and stuff. And I, I, what I felt like was here, I have this public platform. I know this knowledge of the truth behind COVID. I understand that we don't need to be afraid of this and that there's no science to back up all of these lockdowns and the mask mandates and all of this. And so at this point, I am compelled to come forward um, so that hopefully I can I can save other people who are in positions in corporations. And to be honest, Mel, I really thought that by going through all the correct channels internally with CVS through HR and sending them documentation that what they were doing was violating our legal rights under the EUA, I literally thought that they would say, oh, 
thanks for letting us know, like, yeah, we'll respect you, you know, we'll respect, you know, your rights. I didn't think it was going to come down to the fact where they basically told me if you're not going to comply with what we want you to do, which is test uh, every week, wear a mask in the building if and, and let us know what your vaccine status is. If you're not going to comply, then you're not allowed in our building anymore. And they delegated me to my home office. And, you know, as an on-air personality doing the weather, I'm in front of a green screen all the time. So my viewers are like writing in and saying to me, like, why are you never in the studio in front of the green screen when you're doing your weather forecast? So for me, I felt like my medical information is on full display for thousands of people to see because I'm the only meteorologist not allowed in the building. Right. So um, anyways, that was where I came to is just like, if I don't, if, if not me, then who, right. When I have a public platform to be able to say, uh, what, what these corporations are doing is not okay. It's a violation of your rights because I'm seeing all these people just complying like, like sheep. And it's to be honest, Mel, it was quite, it was terrifying to me to think that people were stopped. They they've stopped their critical thinking, right. You know, and just like obeying. Yeah. And a lot of that is the fear that the media was perpetuating. And, and, you know, we know, at least in New York City, I'll tell you, they were acting like people were dropping dead all over the street. But if you talk to anyone that worked, worked at the hospitals, that wasn't going on. And where it was, it was pure incompetence more than, you know, the exactly. virus. It was intentional mass genocide in some of those hospitals. Oh, yeah. Oh, under yeah. direct, yeah, direct orders from Cuomo. So right. it's like, For sure. how corrupt could you possibly be? But you're right. It's not right. like you saw the homeless all over Central Park right. dead in the street. none. Like, that didn't happen right. at all in any, that was always something I was saying, what, what is going on with this? But then it was on top of that, it became, um, I just felt like every day they were with their, with like CNN with their ticker of how many people are oh, dying and, you know, and then as things started coming out where it's like, oh, so the masks in, in the Spanish flu, the masks they came out after and said that it yeah. was bronchial pneumonia but they're pushing the mask. And then they were pushing the mask on the kids who had no chance of getting COVID. COVID. Right. And the kids are getting sick and you're saying, this is all, yeah. it's, they're, they're creating it. They, they And now yes. with the variants and the, and the vaccine mandates right now in New York City, um, I've been a member of this gym for 20 years. I said uh, yesterday, it's not, a, it's not a matter of if I got the vaccine or not. It's a matter of that. It's none of your business if I got exactly. it or not. And I'm not going to show my papers. And you know, and I know that there's also the whole track and trace aspect of this. That Absolutely. is a giant part of it. And um, now when you uh, went, okay, so you decided I don't want any part of this. I don't, I want to yeah. stand up for what is right. You know, like you said, you, you're a meteorologist. So you're also a scientist. So you're also watching mm-hmm. everything that's going on. Um, and, uh, then you go and you project Veritas. Do you, did you wear a wire? How did that work? Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, so basically what happened was I tried to like, I tried to contact constitutional attorneys here in Michigan to help me, but because our rights have been so violated in Michigan as New York, like they were just inundated. And so I was put on a wait list and I thought, I can't just keep waiting. I contacted project Veritas. Um, and I, I did not personally wear any undercover cameras or anything like that because, uh, I was already locked out. Like they wouldn't let me in the building. So it's not like I was in an atmosphere where I could have, you know, uh, that and also Michigan still is, um, in litigation right now on their like laws as to it's not, it's not super black and white regarding recording laws. Um, so I didn't really have that clear, Right. You know, and to be honest, you know, when you're on that other side, like right before you would blow the whistle, you're, you're terrified. You're I know, thinking, I can't imagine. I'm going to get sued and my house is going to be taken from me. You know, I'm, you're, you're panicked, you know, right. and Project Veritas is so great. And I was, I want to say that, you know, James O'Keefe over and over again was like, listen, like I have your back. They have to get through me before they can get to you. So he's, he's great. And so so anybody, anybody listening to this right now, like do not let fear keep you for coming forward with the truth. Because uh, for me as a follower of Jesus, like I, I had to know that, that my conscience was clear and, and that I was giving people being able to give people truthful information and hopefully able to educate them. And so that's really, I mean, I came to this point of just saying, 
you know, I don't have anything to be afraid of because God is on the side of truth. And if I'm standing up and doing what's right for truth, then I, I have to have faith that he's going to protect me. And um, for those of you who have been following my journey, God has completely provided for our family. And I'm just so grateful for the outpouring of support from the American people, which by the way, Mel, I had no idea people were going to be so supportive of uh, of me at all. I mean, you kind of just think like, is this going to fall flat? You know, you're just not sure. Yeah. And so I think it speaks to the fact that, um, our country is so hungry and starved for truth that the American people are like, we want to support whoever is willing to give us the truth. Right. So it's a beautiful thing because people like you and I were able to do what we were born to do and what we love to do. And, then the American people and people around the world are being blessed because we're able to give them that uncensored truth and information. So yeah, exactly. Thing. And, and the, yeah, like, just like you, I never thought it's weird. Cause I never thought that I would work again, even in the industry in Hollywood. Right. And now three years later, um, not only am I doing this, but I've also had other opportunities come to me that I'm like, because when I myself, yeah. I started um, talking about basically uh, the child trafficking and the problems with the pedophilia I saw when I was in Hollywood and, and the Epstein and a lot of that um, about three years ago. And then it led to one and I was on other people's shows. And then I was like, oh, I'll try my own in January. And I didn't think anything either. I'm like, what? <laughs> and it ended up it's being amazing. amazing. And the best part is that um, it's inspired others uh, all over to to do their part, whether they can do their own yeah. show like we like we want to or we yes. are or their own blog or just share and spread the information, do their own research. It's just it's like one little trickle and then it's building and building. And then, you know, then after, before you know it, there's all these people that feel so inspired and motivated, like those events that we go to. Um, yeah, people look Stay at them. America. And, right. And they don't know what to expect. And what I say is, I was so, when I, the first one I went to, it was uh, one of Clay's events. I was just so grateful to know, not only are we the majority, but people love America still. All of the yes. stuff that we see that you're, you know, CBS news, all the news channels MS, uh, um, that they're pushing also New York, LA, yeah. Detroit, you know, these, these big city blue cities, they push yeah. stuff that is so phony. And then you're there and you're like, look at all these people that love God and country and, and faith yes. and the constitution. And it's just so good. And I also feel like, like we've talked before, um, it's very isolating. There's isolation within families, within communities, within friendships, lots of friendships and relationships have ended over the, the division over the last, uh, you know, three years, but if not the yeah. last 18 months, for sure, you know, that's oh, another sure. thing. Right. Because a lot of people now, what people don't know about you that uh, is amazing with your full time job and get reaching to the level that you did, which I know takes years and a lot of dedication, hard work and long hours. You also at some point realized that the education system was was a disaster and you yeah. with your busy schedule still decided to homeschool, too. Right. Yeah. And thanks for bringing that up because I think it's really, really important right now uh, into where we're at as a society in America. Um, so my, my, I have four children. I have twins that are 15, uh, almost 16, um, a, a 13 year old and a four year old. And when my twins were born, we you know, the first couple of years, you know, we were just thinking like, oh, we'll just put them in school, you know, when they were little, you know. Um, and then by the time they were like three and four, because of the introduction, to be honest, Mel, of these iPads of kids being able to have instant access to the web and, and unfiltered, you know, content or parents who just didn't really want a parent. So they would just hand their kid a device. Mm -hmm. That is what woke me up to realizing we have a major problem going on with the, with the children, as far as like lacking social skills and being able to have conversation. I mean, I, I mean, I'm an only child and I am an extroverted type of person. I enjoy, I enjoy being around it. I always enjoyed being around adults, right. but I'm telling you, Mel, like it should be normal that, that kids today, teenagers should be able to have a great conversation with an adult back and forth. And to know that there's a whole section of society where like, you can't even get like a 12 year old to look at you in the eye to even have the conversation. This is, these are major things that are in, in my 
from what my perspective is, is like, this is not okay. Kids need to learn these social skills. So yes. So we actually started homeschooling them from kindergarten and now they're in 10th grade. And there was only uh, two years in between all of those years where we actually did have to put them into uh, one year. It was a charter school because circumstances with my health, I couldn't homeschool. And then um, actually during 2020, we put them into a a little private school by our house. Um, And so they were only in that school for five months before they sent everybody home. So we were like, you know what? We were meant to homeschool. That's what we were meant to do. So yeah, so we've been long time home educating. And uh, yeah, my husband thankfully has, um, he has a background in education. He's been a teacher and a school principal in both public and private. So I I did have that, you know, background to be able to still to say to him, like, are we on the right track here with all of these things? But um, speaking of homeschooling, Mel, there's really exciting things coming down the pipeline for anybody listening. Um, I'm going to be working with Clay Clark um, to do like a homeschool intensive workshop, like a two day training session. Um, and that's coming up just in the next couple of weeks. So we'll be announcing that. And, um, anybody, yeah, yeah, anybody who wants to, even if you're like terrified of the idea of homeschooling, you think I would, I could never do it. I'm telling you, anybody can do it. People who both parents work, you can do it. I mean, it might get, you have to get a little creative, but I mean, there's resources that I'm excited to provide to people in just the next couple of weeks. That's so awesome because yeah, um, I actually have met a lot of people through this who do homeschool, even people I didn't even realize wouldn't know. And uh, it's a lot easier than people think. It's actually, it's also a lot more productive for the child because it's a, not just geared to them, but there's a lot of wasted time during the school day, all of that. Um, And we are at a point where, at least in New York City, um, they are going to mandate the vaccine, and it is already mandated for all uh, 150,000 people who work in the education system in New York City in in the 14,000 public schools. And you cannot work there. You can't work as a janitor, a school nurse, a teacher, anything without the vaccine mandate right now. It's so terrible. I know. And there's no religious exemption. And if they don't take it, they won't qualify for unemployment. That's what's going on in New York City and people need to pay attention. It's so evil. Yeah. It is so evil. And you're right. And I, I actually have family on Long Island. So I'm very much aware of what's going on in New York right now. Right. Uh, and I have, you know, I have nieces and nephews that are there. Uh, and it's heartbreaking because, you know, I try to help and say like, well, what about the religious exemption? And they're like, we don't have one. And I'm right. And it just breaks my heart because it's like, this Unbelievable. Is, if you when you lose your medical freedom, I mean, this is like, this is the crux of the issue right now, right? right? When you lose your medical freedom, what freedom do you have? If you can't, if you can't be able to say what goes inside of your body and the government's going to tell you what goes in your body, it's so sickening. Uh, So yeah. Yeah. Um, It's uh, and also again, like you said about, about school, people don't know our history as humanity. This happened in 1938. This was a big part of getting people to go to the camps was a virus exactly. and all the scaring and, and the media were doing the same thing then. So we're doctors. Now you and I discussed before and, and you are a very fair person. So uh, when mm-hmm. it comes to the mainstream media and what's going on, mm-hmm. you look mm-hmm. at this, cause I keep looking at doctors and, um, and scientists and media that will not look, that are just going straight line. If the CDC and the World Health Organization says it, it's gospel, that's it. Everything yes. else is moot. There, I'm not even looking at it. I'm not researching. Now, you said something interesting. You said that in, in the news business, um, that you found that a lot of people are true believers of what they're saying, yeah. that they truly yeah. believe that only Fauci is right. And only, yeah. well, so explain that, because that's a yeah. serious... Uh, because I'm seeing it with doctors too, but you're saying also the journalists aren't just flat out lying or not reporting truth. They believe it. Yeah. I, so, I mean, a lot of people will say to me, well, well, April, like what, you know, how can we even trust you now that you've come forward because you were with CBS and you knew about all this stuff for years and you did nothing. And I'm thinking, I didn't know about any of the great reset, none of this stuff until honestly, until COVID hit and, 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 uh, so, so to the point, I mean, I can go on and on about like, you know, how I went down to different rabbit holes to get truth. But what I'm saying is that, is that most of the people that are saying these, you know, reports regarding, okay, the, the latest one has been, you know, 
ivermectin is a horse medicine and, you know, they're interviewing Fauci and, and saying like, you know, Dr. Fauci, if people want to take horse medicine, what would you tell them? You know, it's so absurd. Um, they literally believe it, Mel. They really believe that, that there are idiotic people who, you know, can't put sentences together and can't think for themselves and, you know, wear red hats, say MAGA on them and that we take horse medicine and another and put bleach in our body and drink bleach. Like, I mean, so he still is saying that when we all watched it, you know, not what he said. Right. And so it's like, they, yeah. And, and here's, and here's the point that I want everybody to understand. I would say 98% of people within mainstream media, they're all voting for Democrats. They're all liberals. And so you might have, you know, you, you might have the small percentage of, of, of a conservative here and there, and, and there for sure are conservatives at CBS Detroit. I know them well, but I'm telling you, we all feel like we can't say anything because you know, the majority at these places are so far left that, um, you know, you're looked at as being crazy. So what I'm saying is, is when you have the majority of people that have the only the one viewpoint and they're the ones putting forth the news, they're coming, there's no objectivity there. I mean, at least when, when I was at CBS and I was trying to make a difference, I would say to the producers, listen, we cannot keep bringing up uh, gender, it was constantly, oh my God. Uh, what was the color of your skin and, and what was your gender? I mean, it, it was infiltrating every single question of that. I was supposed by to design, be asking my guests on purpose. and I'm yeah. like, and I would point out and say, we do TV. They can see the person of the color skin. I don't need to re- like say that she's a black woman. We all can see that. Like, can we just talk about her as a person? Why do we have to bring up her skin color? And so, yeah, it's just, it's the thing is, is they don't even realize they're doing it because it's part of the whole, you know, um, I would say it it comes down from the top from CBS corporate of honestly, there's no other better way to put it than it's propaganda that the, that the media is putting out to all of its affiliate stations and saying, this is how we're running things. I mean, you see it with every organization now, Coca-Cola, you know, that everybody's going woke. Right. So it's that whole mentality. And when you have a whole group of people that are only listening to that and not hearing anything else, yeah. then that's why we're in such the problem that we are in today in society where you have, right. uh, like you said, you lose friends and, you know, unfortunately distance become comes between family members because they yeah. don't agree with you. I mean, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking because it's like, listen, we're trying to unify here. (laughs) We're trying to tell you the truth, but, um, I do believe, like you said, that like better things are coming. I think that we, you know, we are the majority, as you said, I agree. And we're going to start to see more people, especially as things continue to unravel in the Biden administration. I mean, why interfere with an enemy when when he's destroying himself? Exactly. Like uh, a perfect (laughs) example right there. Yeah. Now, one thing that that has bothered me a lot in that, well, it's interesting because when I left L.A., I came back to New York. I was working for a while at Saturday Night Live. And I'm telling you, me and one other guy were the only conservatives that supported Trump. Actually, the day that Kanye wore that Trump hat, the MAGA hat, he was on the show. He wasn't supposed to be there, but I guess somebody else dropped out at last minute and he he came, but he said, you're going to have to let me do what I want. And he walked in with the MAGA hat. I saw these people's heads were going to explode. And then during the the rehearsal, they let him, they let him do his whole shtick. And he wanted, he did a speech at the end about leaving the uh, plantation, wearing the MAGA hat, the whole thing, the whole world was watching. I was watching on you know, like, oh. and then guess what happened during the live show? Lorne Michaels cut it. He cut him right before his speech. And that's the only reason Kanye did it. And I was just like, oh, my God, like he, they, they, they're not even letting him have the other voice. He just saved right. the last minute so that he could speak to conservative black audience and say or Democrat black audience and say yeah. there are other choices. And it wasn't even so much about Trump. But um, uh, that's the world I was yeah. living in. And the constant sketches. um with uh, Alec Baldwin and them. And the, but they, the problem was, first of all, Alec Baldwin hated Trump, so it wasn't funny. Mm-hmm. Second, right. on top, so, second on top of that mm-hmm. is they were using fake news stories that were running in the mainstream media that were fake 
on SNL as if they were real with no accountability. And I would keep watching, like you said about the drinking the bleach, or it was like, or yeah. in, in like in bed with with Russia, which wasn't true. All of it, yeah. They were using yeah. SNL. SNL was NBC, obviously Universal, yes. like CBS, Viacom. Yep. They, it was coming from the top, and they were using, they were brainwashing people. If it wasn't yes. on the news, um, it was at, through SNL. And I'm sitting there like they are perpetuating, perpetuating. And it wasn't true. And then they would get out of it by saying, well, you know, it's comedy, but it wasn't it's comedy. comedy. Yeah, it wasn't comedy right. anymore. You know, what's interesting, Mel, that you say that, that you bring that up, because we've never talked about this before. But um, but during that phase of time, anybody who whether you were a Democrat or a Republican, like we all agreed Saturday Night Live used to be like the best show to watch. Like anybody, everybody liked it. And then when they started demonizing Trump, I feel like it was a huge, it was like, you know what? You guys are like not even funny anymore. They Nobody weren't. likes to watch your stuff. Right. You know, I it, it really started to just completely, in, in my opinion, like. It and it was mean. Downhill. It was mean. And it wasn't just, it was the, all the late night guys, you know, they're all, they're all controlled. And then, because yeah. because with you with CBS, it's like Colbert. What used to be Letterman. Oh, he's I, the worst. I know, and he's really in the cult. A lot of these, a lot yeah. of them are. But also, you know, it was just it wasn't funny, and it was mean. It wasn't just mm-hmm. it wasn't just not funny. It was mean. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I had that problem when I worked in uh at E also, where I was like, it's not just not funny. It's mean. Mm-hmm. It's 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 yeah. abusive. This is abusive. It's not yeah. comedy. It's not entertainment news it's like manipulation and mental manipulation yeah and even like okay with comedy that's like like the office for example okay why does everybody love the office because it's it's true like it's just hilarious some of the stuff that they would do right right and so you laugh because even if it is like sort of like a you know it's it's not a politically correct joke you're laughing because okay, like the majority of people would, you know, yeah, like, you know, you're laughing at it, but right, you're right. We came to this point where all of a sudden, like it got ugly and right. mean and, and they know, were bringing really- in the, the talent that is like the biggest, loudest Trump hater, uh, you know, a conservative hater, all that, you know, had they just stayed with Daryl Hammond who played Trump for years, uh, it would have been a lot funnier, but it wasn't. It was like right. uh, it was abusive and ugly. And and then, you know, remember when they had Trump on just like Apprentice, everyone yeah. like I like when I was in Hollywood, you know, I, I actually worked there at Mar-a-Lago when I was a kid in Palm Beach. So I already liked him a lot. I knew him as a as mm-hmm. an employer uh, and he was mm-hmm. a great employer and a great guy to me and uh, my experience with him. So everything that they were saying about him was like, what? But I will tell you, uh, for 12 years in Hollywood, I went to the Golden Globes and stuff, that that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. If Donald yep. Trump was there, there was a line of people in Hollywood that wanted to meet him, shake his hand. Hey. He had a top five show for 14 years that actually, of yep. all the reality shows, was the only one that was truly like educational and made you think. Mm-hmm. Remember, they would send them out to do like real marketing oh, yeah. and stuff. And it was even yeah. better when it wasn't the celebrities, you know? Um, and uh but people loved him and then he came down that escalator he, <laughs> and it was a uh, I, so fast and ugly hollywood and the media just turned on yes him. and you know what else is is interesting because you're right. As soon as he announced that he was running, it was all of a sudden Donald Trump's not successful. He's been in bankruptcy so many times. So I'm like, yeah. wow, you guys never said that when you were watching his show, like, you yeah. know, or buying his products or, yeah. you know, to staying in his hotels, like right. just, just, you know, so, I mean, we could go on and on about, yeah, but it was so transparent, but that's just the bottom yes. line of what, of how powerful the media is both sides, the entertainment and the news business. Now, something yes. else that's going on, because I know uh, you're a big, uh, you're very into God. I met your family. They're amazing people. Uh, what is going on, mm-hmm. though, on the top level with some of these people? I hate to say top level. It's almost embarrassing to, to say that. But we mm-hmm. have um, Joy Reid uh, out there calling American Christians equal to the Taliban, saying wow. that, uh, you know, and saying that um, the Christ- white Christians are the most dangerous class of people. Uh, their whole white privilege, mm-hmm. white supremacy uh, storyline. And they say it with yeah. impunity, uh, not just Joy Reid and Don Lamont, but all of the um, mm-hmm. all of the white <laughs> ones on CNN. Isn't it and crazy? MS- I know. It, it's what just like it? when why, you're driving. Why would you ever go there? It's amazing. You know, 
I don't get it. I, I think that, um, I think all I can, all I can say is it's to further perpetuate this hatred for anything that's going to go up against their one world government system that they just can't wait to have, you know, like that's the only thing I can think of because, you know, from a, from a Christian perspective, like we're called, we're called to be truth bearers, light bearers and darkness hates the light. So the more that we speak out again uh, about the truth, the more that they are going to hate us and vilify us. And so, and I think, you know, it speaks to the fact that, um, you know, I want to bring up another comment too. A lot of, a lot of us have been categorized into, you know, oh, it's a, it's a evangelical far right crazy leaning people who vote for Trump and they can't think for themselves. They just, they, they worship him. Like he's God, the, you know, his latest speech that was just like in Alabama um, is the best example to show that no people are truly becoming their own critical thinkers because, because there's a whole group of us, a majority that, that don't want to get this lethal, experimental vaccine. Right. And Trump hasn't caught on to that yet. He keeps touting it. And so he gets booed. And and I'm grateful for that in the fact that it proves the point to everybody like Joy Reid, who thinks that, nope, you know, we, we can't think for ourselves, right. is that no, actually, like we, we can. And Trump needs to understand, like, there's a huge part of his base. We still support him, but right. we don't like everything he does. And that, right. and no, like, that's like, I keep saying this too, to like the people in my life who want to be argumentative with me about, you know, my stance and stuff. That's a very nice saying, way to put it. <laughs> right. I'm like, you know, I don't hold you accountable for voting for Obama or Hillary Clinton. I don't, I would never say to you, uh, you're a terrible person because Hillary Clinton did this and you voted for her. I mean, Crazy. we don't think, we don't think like that, you know, at all. We would never like, just say you are crazy because you voted for this person. Um, Whereas I think like what you're saying is like this demonizing of people who are truly just like, you know what, if, if, if the label that I'm going to be given is far right, simply because I have a relationship with Jesus and I love my country and I don't want to see it go to hell. Um, (laughs) like if that's what I'm going to be labeled as, then I guess that's the label I'm going to have. Right. But Right. Yeah. Well, that's what's I mean, going on now with uh, what they've done. See, so you go to an event where you you and I met up, where we meet up, and it's like a love fest. There's flags yes. and, and people love America and the Pledge of Allegiance and, and the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, all yes. this stuff that makes our country great. Like those things we watched when we were little, like on, on Saturday morning cartoons. Remember, they would talk yes. about the Bill of Rights and all that. They should have oh, those on yeah. still. Remember? So, and there's so, there's so much pride in that, in those experiences. Yeah. And then you go back to your real world, you in Detroit, me in New York city, and you're just, right. like, well, <laughs> and the, the, the cognitive dissonance, the lack of thinking for oneself. And um, also you and I, I talked about a little earlier, they're not just demonizing God and, uh, mm-hmm. and regularly on both MSNBC mm-hmm. and CNN openly, God forbid they said any mm-hmm. of that about any other religion than Christianity. But oh, right. The reason <laughs> Christianity, you can say it, I guess, because there's so many Christians in America that, you know, we're just going to pick on them just like, uh, you know, white men have also right. been fully. Uh, oh, totally. Disgusting. I, but then yeah. on top of that, you said something earlier that I think is really important. People that aren't evil refuse to look or believe that evil exists. It's like, it's kind of like, if I don't see it, then it's not there. And yes. we talked earlier about someone close to you in your life. And I find a lot in my life that refused to believe that this was a bioweapon that Dr. Fauci with our taxpayer dollars. And this is what, this is what the crux of everything to me too, is yep. Dr. Fauci with probably billions, but millions of our taxpayer dollars was in cahoots with the CCP military in a military bioweapon lab in Wuhan, creating a, a gain of function, horrible virus that could spread as quick as possible to as many people and make as many people sick as possible, then yep. hid the cure. Um, yep. A, that's treason. And yep. he, how else is that described other than evil? And, and, and that's, not, that's a top yes. level. 
not only hid the treatment, but hid the treatment and then prescribed remdesivir, which we know shuts down your organs. Right. So, I mean, how, how evil can you be? I mean, and, and, and as we're talking right now, there are people in Florida hospitals that are literally dying because they're not being prescribed the known cures that you and I, right. we understand and know that we've always had them and they're completely safe to be used. Right. And, um, and so, yeah, we're in this state and it's, it's, it's shocking that it's happening in Florida. And in fact, I, I interviewed, um, nurse Erin and oh, she was, I love her. She, yes. I actually, we were, we're in New York city. I saw her live that night when she was crying oh. on TV, the original one. And she's like, they're killing them. They're ki-. And I, I wanted to get in touch with her because we watched it live and we knew oh, that my she goodness. was telling the truth. And then it was other people, but she's such a hero. So tell me about your interview with she her. She is a huge hero. I just interviewed her like last week. Wow. Um, right now, what she's doing, okay, this is this is key to know. Good. Before she came to New York, she was working in a Tampa area hospital and they were using the hydroxychloroquine right. and other therapeutics. And she said under that protocol, they had hardly any hospitalization. So she said the hospital was slow. Like I didn't have very much work and we're watching on the news, like, you know, all these terrible things about what's going on in New York city. And all of us nurses kept saying, what, what's going on up there? So she said, well, you know, I'll just go up and help them because clearly they need help. So she said, she gets there to the Elmhurst hospital, where was the one that was on TV where like, they had like the freezer trucks brought in. Oh, yeah, all it, was the like, bodies. it was like a set. It was you like know? a set there. They were yeah. horrible. Yeah. But this is what she tells me. And this shocked me to the core. She said, April, I got onto my floor and after the like, you know, introductions and stuff, she said, we weren't allowed to go into the patient's rooms. I was like, what do you mean? You're a, you're a nurse there, sent there to take care of them. She said, they literally bought extra long IV tubing so that the patient would stay in the room and the IV bag was brought outside of their room and the nurses would never go in and check on the patients. They would just change the IV bag from outside and the hospital would say, well, it's for your safety. So you don't get sick. So and the, the families weren't allowed in the room. No, so I there know. Was no, it's the war. No one to advocate. So she said they literally had the mindset of if you're going to speak out against what we're doing, because she's like, well, why don't you just use the protocols that we use in Florida? My, my Tampa hospital, they're working great. We don't even have hospitalizations. Right. And they're anytime somebody would stand up and try to speak the truth, they were fired. They were right. like, let go and right. told sent home. So that what happened, that horrible mass genocide under Cuomo's direction. Okay. What happened in New York in April, 2020 is right now, Mel, at this very moment that I'm speaking happening in the Florida hospitals and they're doing it behind governor DeSantis's back. The same corporations. Cause you know, we know that these corporations, the hospitals are now giant corporations and you want, and if you speak out against them, also the American medical association is totally corrupt. They're threatening to take people's licenses. They'd rather there be less doctors and people that will do the vaccine and do their protocol, remdesivir, I think, and a ventilator, or they're going to lose their licenses and they're not going to be able to. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what nurse Aaron said that was so troubling, but I do have good news. I don't want everyone to think. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you good news right after this, but, but what she said, (laughs) what she said was what's unfortunate is that all of the good nurses that actually cared about patients and wanted to speak out, they were removed. So what you're left with are the compliant ones that couldn't care less about you dying. Now, here's the good news. The good news is there's a whole team of amazing doctors um, that are coming together and they're going to be providing an offering Uh, you know, health services for people, um, where we don't have to worry about going through the corrupt medical system, you know, right. You know, right. So that's good news for everybody. And it is, I know, right. America frontline doctors, everyone can go there and there's a lot of info there and defending our union too. That's a Sydney Powell site. There's a lot of stuff coming out, out there, which is really, really great because for a long time, like you said, even in the beginning, when you were there were, there's still not enough lawyers um, for to right, do this. Right. Uh, but again, the American Bar Association is threatening lawyers if they take any no. of these cases. The American, yeah. so these licensures, which we know are, isn't constitutional anyway, all these groups, they're not, they're all infiltrated, just like what you were just saying right. about nurses, is how I feel yeah. about teachers. 
anyone that's willing to see those nurses that were willing to follow orders and knew that they were killing people and just being like, ah, you know, those, that's how I feel about some of these teachers that are following this Randy Weingarten. And she's like the worst, I would never want this woman near my kids, what they're teaching in schools. But then there's all Mm -hmm. these teachers that didn't want to go back to school and don't want to really teach. And it's just shocking to me that the teachers are the ones that, and then the parents go to school board meetings and they laugh at them. They tell them they have no choice that the school board, and we know it's all been infiltrated by the open society and these NGOs that shouldn't exist. But again, it's like all these little pieces, but slowly people are stepping up and um, other, other people like Stella Emanuel, who's that doctor yes, and, um, from the frontline Dr. doctors. Stella. Well, she's suing CNN because I'm they so went, they, they made her look like a crazy person. And she was, she was saving people, Dr. Z, Simona Gold, all these people, even RFK Jr., yep. what they did yep. to him. I mean, why? I know. He's like an American hero trying to save lives. Look at all of them, Dr. Malone. You know, there's just so yeah. many, McCola, all these yes. people. And, uh, and you know what I say to uh, the people in the news business, journalists that actually like us went to journalism school to teach, to tell people the facts that would help them in everyday life, live better lives. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't journalists be like, oh my God, this works. This is going to save people. This is not just you that knew, but it's only you and a handful of people that said, I do know. And I'm, I don't want to be part of hiding it. And, and you know, what's you're right. And you know, I will say this, I, when my story broke, like literally within, I don't know, five hours of it going, you know, all over the place viral. I had people from Detroit that I, I mean, never I knew them and they knew me, but it wasn't like we ever were friends. They are calling me. I don't even know how they got my number calling me and saying, oh my goodness, you're so brave. And <sighs> I wish I, I wish I was as brave as you. And I wish I could have done what you did, but I, I, I'm just, I'm not. Um, and I agree with you, but I, I, you know, and I think, I think, you know, you know, this Mel, I know this, I'm assuming most of the people listening and watching today know this is that it's going to take people getting uncomfortable for, right. for a change. You can't just expect for this world to like, you know, oh, yep, everything's everything is going to go back to normal and be okay. And you're going to have your life back. Right. No, because you're going to have to stand up and say, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. And I think that's, that was burning within me as well through this whole COVID time as I'm thinking, right. first of all, mm-hmm. I am not going to some gym and putting on a face. I, hello. That's breathing I on my own. Way. Yeah. Yeah. And breathing my own carbon dioxide in. So Dan, like all these people and were it, dropping dead run, or having heart attacks running with their masks on. And I'm thinking this makes no yoga with your mask. Yes. It's all about breathing. It was so crazy. Right. Right. Can you even imagine? Like, I can't, I mean, and, and so it's like, it's, you know, to your point of just that, I mean, it's like when you're driving down the road and you see the, the little sedan with the BLM sticker on the back and who's driving it. It's a, it's a white college girl, you know, with blue or green hair and no disrespect to anybody who wants the color of the hair, but I'm saying the point is, is like they're, they're, they're activists for something that they have no clue or understanding mm-hmm. of what that actually is and does, or the fact that it's not about black lives matter, oh. you know, they're, they, they're not benefiting. Actually now, now after, after this, all this time, we realize black lives matter, critical race theory, defunding the police. And now the mandatory jabs are actually horrible for the black community. And right. it's another attack on them. That's been manipulated by these Marxists that they've trained and then it put them infiltrated into that system. And, uh, but the yep. whole thing, they're all, they're all fools because it's the NGOs yes. of the tech oligarchs and the, and the Soros's and the Rockefellers and Gates and all them that are funding all of it just to keep us all distracted. And you know what, yep. these days, April though, I got to say, I don't care if you're gay, straight, black, white, Asian, right. purple, yellow, green. If we, the people don't unite as Americans, Americans first, united we stand, divided we fall, we will lose this country because the minute Joe Biden uh, occupied that White House with his, I'm telling you that, Blinken, Austin, Samantha Power, Rice, they all are globalists that have already agreed to the New World Order. The UN was established as the New World Order headquarters by Rockefeller and Kissinger and George George Bush Sr. and Dulles, all these people. And mm-hmm. we're this close to their plan. Mm-hmm. Trump put a wrench in it 
but it's we the people that have to say like jefferson uh said that uh you know when it gets to this point where we have literally like an oligarchy like a tech fascist monarchy yeah it's a technocracy it's crazy in dc Mm -hmm. that it's filled with millionaires when that was never the intention of the founders to have in dc and then Mm -hmm. on top of that we have political prisoners in dc yeah. People that, that were for wrong thing, who were actually right. patriots. And, you know, and we're at a place where it's we, the people that have to say, uh, no, Jefferson put in there on purpose that when it got to the point where they were so tyrannical, that it was we, the people, by the people, for the people. And when that stopped, we, the people had the duty to expose it and change it back. And I think we're on our way there. I really do. I think yeah. our saving grace, honestly, is not only that this uh, country was, um, I believe, uh, gifted by God and founded with Christian principles, but for a reason to be this beacon, but also, you know, our constitution, our bill of rights and the Bible and whatever you love, stick to all of that. Go there, go back to that. And the one big thing that can prove that we're not, you know, that the Patriots aren't the domestic terrorists is because since BLM and Antifa started, uh, terrorizing all of us and I uh, got sanctioned by the uh, media and the uh, Democratic Party to do so. Uh, gun sales and gun background checks have gone off the charts, but you're not seeing people going around exercising their constitutional right to form a militia, which is what all right. the founding fathers and the colonists were. And that's in our constitution as well. And, you know, to me, yeah. if we were a bunch of, uh, of domestic terrorists. Uh, we certainly aren't blind mm-hmm. to what's going on. It was just, we're actually respecting America and the constitution and letting it play out, which is the hardest part. Cause I do believe that yeah. that's the battle now. Well, and it seems like, wow, we always have to play by the rules, but the <laughs> other side it's, you know, it's so frustrating because it's I like, know. well, wait a second, they stole the election. They did this, they did that. They don't follow any rules, but we have to follow all these guidelines I that, know. you know, um, that I think is hard for a lot of people because we're not good at being patient. Right. Um, but again, like this battle is, is you're right. It's, it's a movement by we, the people, but you and I both know from attending these reawaken America tours that it is literally united by God. God is the fire behind lighting this fire in each one of us to say enough is enough. It's going to stop with, you know, it's not, it's going to stop with you, Mel It's going to stop with April Moss. We're not going to let it go any farther. Um, as far as, you know, the, the overreach and the spread. So I think that the impact that what your show does, I mean, honestly, Mel, when I started listening to what you were saying, I had already kind of heard rumors of things, but you know, you're just, again, it's so when you don't, uh, the normal typical person would not think that people could do such evil things. So you're, you're like, okay, that's really out there. I hope it's not true. I'm going to think about that. Then you have somebody like you coming out and talking about it. And I remember where I remember where I was when I listened to like one of the first um, times I heard you speak. And I was, I was just like, oh my goodness, she's speaking truth. And those who have the spirit of truth within them, you, you recognize truth right away. And I just, I was just like, okay, yep, this is, this is, this is real. This is going on. That's the best thing about the team that, um, that. Clay has put together because we are now like a team, you know, we're all kind of aligned on the same page. And it's really about love of God, love of country, love of our children, the fellow man. And also we want truth and justice to be the supreme be all end all. And that's, that's not too much to ask. That's actually our birthright from God, you know, unalienable rights. They, they matter. And again, we, a lot of people threw out their bill of rights during uh, COVID because they didn't know them. And that's what I'm saying. Everyone should grab a, a constitution. I carry a pocket one, grab the bill of rights, read them. You know, if you go to the Bible or Torah or Quran, whatever you go to, you know, mm-hmm. remember, go back to God. I think this has been the opposite. Um, what will end soon, but I thought it was really, really disturbing. <laughs> I, it's funny, but it's not funny, but you'll you'll think it's funny and not funny too. So yesterday, the mainstream media is, is uh, puts out stories that the Church of Satan says that um, they have a, a religious oh, yeah. exemption to do ritual um, abortions. abortions. I know. Sickening. And the mainstream media is running with it like it's in a legitimate situation. Yeah. yeah. Where have it's, we gone? We, we have gone. And, and that's and that's the thing is, it's like you have this you it, it, it has become you're right. It is literally 
light versus dark. There's no <laughs> gray crazy. points anymore. It's literally, you either want babies to die. You are, are, are for baby murder or you want them to live. And if you're on the camp, that's pro-life you're demonized as, as being oh like insensitive and uncaring. <laughs> and it's like, do you realize what you guys are doing? Your, your, your mouth. Well, the church of Satan just say it. <laughs> right. And I'm telling you, Fox people at, at CBS, they were covering it, but they weren't covering it like who's doing As sacrifice, if this is disgusting. abortions in, in buildings that claim to be a church of some kind of church. Is that happening? Shouldn't that be yeah. the story? Well, I know. Because people I don't, know. still don't know about Epstein Island and we could get into that a long time from now. But it is. Yeah. Uh, we'll do another show soon. But it's, <laughs> it's good and evil. And uh, people just have to look at what the mainstream media is concentrating on what they yep. are, you know, validating. There's the boy yep. read and a, and a, and a lemon and the guy, the lady on MSNBC are sitting there bashing Christians in the next breath. They're saying that the church of Satan is fighting the Texas law. Like it's like they're equivalent. Right. Right. But you I know, wake up. I know. it has to be part of the great awakening. <laughs> It's so true. And Mel, you know, you're doing a great thing. Thank and, you. And I just, what my point to the hearing what you were saying, uh, you know, before I had gone public with Project Veritas, you know, as I'm, as I'm doing my own great awakening, right. This was last <laughs> yeah. year. You know, I, what I'm saying is it's so important because you drop a seed in, in, in what you, the truth that you have right. into somebody. And then, you know, a month later they hear it from somebody else and somebody else. And then they're like, Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Now then they connect the dots. So what you're doing is so important. What, so what we're all trying to do right. is so important. So yeah. yeah. Thank you and so you much know, for your time today. Oh my God, my pleasure. We're going to do it again. And I wanted to tell people where can they find your show? This is very please, important. Please, you please, please. finally launched a show and I'm so <laughs> excited and I want you to come back and tell me how it's going, but you launched. So let's tell everyone where to find Yes. It. All right. So please head over to, I'm on all the channels. I'm on YouTube, Rumble, BitChute, uh, Brighteon, Clout Hub. Uh, It's Face the Facts with April Moss. Uh, So please share, subscribe. Um, I've got some really great uh, interviews coming up. Right. Going to be talking with Sheriff Mark Lamb. He's oh, America's sheriff. And, um, very talking... important. That's great. Yes, yes, yes. Don't even and, know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and cool. Mel's going to be on my show. I am. So we're going to have you on here again I and am. talking I about a whole wait. other topic. Yeah, I can't wait. And <laughs> so, also, yeah. um, you, uh, when you do your thing for um, homeschooling, will you please yes. come back? Because a lot of people Thank are really you. interested. A lot of people do not want to send their kids back after this last year and a half of exposure and whoever's teaching them. So as soon as you get that up and running, please let me know and come back on and share that info here. I'd really appreciate that. Thank you. I will. And it would be an honor. So thank you so much for okay, your time. And it's and great appreciate seeing you. you. I loved meeting you. You have an amazing family and you are an amazing thank human. Thank you. And I hope people are inspired, you know, take the risk to be honest. Uh, Things could turn out like they have for you even better than you expected. So that's right. Right. Okay. I'll see you next Thanks so much, Mel. Take care. God bless.